0: We've been talking in this series How to guard Your thought life How to maintain A proper thought life You know we've talked about a lot of things In Proverbs chapter 23 In verse 7 It literally says For as he thinks In his heart So is he And we broke that down This word heart, it literally means the soulish realm of man I am a spirit. You're a spirit being you possess a soul Which is you comprised of your mind your will and your emotions and you live in a body But this word heart is not talking about your spirit. It's talking about your mind So it says that for as he thinks in his mind so is he this word thinks Remember, we broke that down. It literally means to divide, to cut apart. This is how you think. You divide things. You break it down. You divide it. But it also means to open as a gate. See, this is why Satan wants to throw thoughts in your mind that will get you to doubt the Word of God or get you to think that things are to be different than what the Word says. He wants, he wants you to open that gate to him. Right? He is the devil. He throws thoughts blow after blow after blow because he wants to penetrate your mind. Well, listen, how he penetrates your mind, he can't, he can't break through your mind. How he penetrates your mind is right here. He gets you to open your mind, to open the gate. Do you know you have a gate? It's about an inch underneath your nose. Jesus said this, take no thought, saying. How do you open the gate? See, thinking has to do a lot more than just a thought hitting your mind. You have to open the gate for it to start molding and shaping you. And how you open the gate is by speaking if you'll notice some of these thoughts you watch wrong things you look at wrong things and all of a sudden Confusion starts coming in maybe some anger frustration all of these things come in and next thing, you know, you're you're opening a gate Right, so we have to be careful. This is why we spend a lot of time on this third John 2 remember Last week beloved I pray above all things that you would prosper and be in health Even as your soul prospers in other words Your your prosperity and your health is going to prosper as your as your soul if this represents your soul This is it's never going to be able to be like this You'll never be able to prosper or be in health beyond what your soul is prospering We talked about this the mind is the battlefield the mind is the control center I'm telling you everything If you look at the world system the whole world system is designed to create fear Right To put you in a position where you're not believing what God said and mold you into into a reality to where now the enemy can come and steal and kill and destroy in your life. But you never have to let that happen. We are to be strengthened continuously in the Lord. Jesus made it real clear. Listen, or in the Gospel of John, it says, without me, you can't do anything. With me you can do all things Right This is big We said this last week Your behavior And the quality of your life Is going to be a Product or a byproduct Of how you think And what you think On the most So this is why As your pastor Who loves you This is how you need to live this has to be Your source Not just because of where, when we're living This has to be your source all the time We're not to live any different now Than we ever have Right? We are to walk In the love of God Walk by the faith of God Walk in this very strength of God In the very peace of God And be led by the spirit of God It's what we always do. Words, as we said a few weeks ago when we started this out, words are thought containers. So when you hear words, that's why you better be careful what you're watching on TV. You better be careful what you're listening to on the radio because every word that is contrary to that book, the Bible, the Word of God, the final authority... Every word contains thoughts. And thoughts, the water's the thought, the bottle's the word, and they contain, they contain thoughts, and thoughts are always trying to shape you so that something can be shaped to come out of, this, out of the unseen into the seen realm. This is how it works. Satan wants to shape you To think like him speak like him and talk like him so that you can live in death Right. This is so so important A thought has the ability to shape something in the spirit realm and bring it into this natural realm we went over 2 Corinthians chapter 10. This is why in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and I'd like you to put these scriptures up on the board, verse 3 and 4. This is why this scripture is so important. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Our problem is never people. That's right. Our problem today is not people. Now it looks like it. Because we can turn on our TV. We can, we can read something on our computer. We can look at things and we can see it. There's, there's things happening in your life. It could be family. It could be whatever. But the Bible says that although we're walking in the flesh, we're never to war after the flesh. Right? I might not agree with somebody, but I'm never to war after them in the flesh. It says for the weapons of our warfare for us as children of God for us as citizens of heaven These weapons are not carnal I love this greek word because our weapons are not of human origin. That's what that greek word means Why would I want to fight? With something that's man-made when I have a weapon That's not man-made. It's not of human origin It's literally its origination is from God That's why The Bible says in righteousness will be established And no weapon that's formed against us will prosper Interesting it says right after that And every tongue that rises up against us in judgment I have a feeling that the weapon and the tongue Rising up against us I have a feeling that they're connected What do you think? Right? our weapons of our the weapons of our warfare are not of human origin they're not carnal but they are mighty through god not lone ranger no no they're mighty through god why for the pulling down this word pulling down literally means as we said before it means the destruction of strongholds and how does it work verse five Casting down Imaginations See we've been talking about the mind And how it works All your behavior flows out Of your imagination And God Wants every vain imagination Out of you He wants your imagination To be captured by him And his word because he's life So this is huge Casting down imaginations. See you gotta be careful with your imagination Because your imagination is what it will do is it will create walls that will imprison you An imagination if it's wrong if it's of the enemy It will continue to grow walls until it imprisons you in a stronghold But tonight, if that's where you are, I've got good news. You have a weapon to destroy strongholds. And it's called the word of God that's in your heart coming out of your mouth. This is why the Bible says things like, let the weak say they're strong. Why? Because that's how the weapon works. Let the poor say that they're rich. See, this is how the weapon works. The vain imagination, the stronghold will say, you'll never have enough. But the weapon, the word of God, which tells you that God is more than enough, it'll it'll create that in your life. Right? Let the blind say that they can see. This is how you use your weapon. It says it casts down imaginations, and every high thing... As we said when we broke this down, that's an assault against the mind that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. This is where the knowledge of God comes from. These thoughts will try to exalt themselves above the knowledge of God and shape you to believe that this just is not going to work for you this time. And it's a lie. Because this... It's already done It's already settled in heaven And there is nothing That the enemy could ever do To cause anything Contrary to this to come to pass In your life You see in the mouth of two or three Witnesses the bible says let every Word be established you've got God over here saying listen This is my will for Your life you have Satan over here saying No, that's not right Guess who the third witness or the second witness has to be you And if you'll side with god, there is nothing that he can do that gate can never be opened that can never come to fruition This is how it works Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of god and now this is how important this is and bringing look at what it says, you should circle this word, highlight it in your Bible, every thought to the obedience of Christ. Don't let any thoughts. So what that's going to have to mean, sometimes when you're talking to people, you might have to walk away from that and go, I, I, I just, I reject every one of those words. If you're talking to a believer, man, don't jump all over him again. Uh, don't. This is what you do. Hold up your hands. Because, see, if a believer is saying anything out of line, they really don't want to. They just maybe don't know what they're saying. So if you just hold up your hands and go, hey, hold on one second, would you mind if we just didn't go there? Have you ever been going through something and man, you've had a hard day, and you come to church. You come, you're coming to Faith Family Church, the oasis. Oh, I just can't wait to hear the word. You know, Pastor Tony's voice is so soothing. It's going to get me ready for a great night's sleep, right? You know, all this stuff. And then right when you walk through the door, somebody meets you and says something. Somebody who loves you. So there's no guard. And they'll say something to you that they actually think is blessing you. And it just, it just all of a sudden just bam. Has that ever happened to you? I mean, we could do a, you know, like taking an offering. How many will give a hundred? How many will give a thousand? How many has this happened to five times? How many has this happened, right? Well, we're all human. But guys, you don't have to open the gate. Isn't that good news? Just hold up your hands and go, hey, you know what? Can we not talk about that? What's God doing in your life? Or, Or if you want to really ease it, hey, let's talk about something else. You know, when I look at you, I love the anointing upon your life. They won't get offended. They'll be like, oh, that's awesome. Right? We got to guard this. Because we have to take every thought. And here's your biggest culprit. If you want to know the thoughts that you've got to really be careful of, it comes from you. That self-talk, man, you got to be real careful. Because you could put on a good act in front of everybody else, but when it's real dark and you're alone, in your bed, wherever, And you're just sitting there, and this thought, I'm just not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm this, I'm that, right? Those thoughts, they, listen, they didn't originate from you, but you might have taken them, and see, remember week one, we said that like Adam and Eve, when they they took that thought, they thought they were the originator of it. It's the way it is So all of a sudden You start walking around Just thinking all the time Man this is not going to work out but you know what Man I got to speak the right thing And you try to speak the right thing But then the next thing you know you haven't been in the word The word departs out of your mouth And all of a sudden you're saying stuff you don't even know This is saying Take every thought captive God Is very just He's very good Do you know when he tells you to do something In within that word itself within this word Do you know that it enables you to do that When god says I want you to take every thought captive Literally there's power in his words to enable you to take every thought captive Isn't that amazing? This is how good he is and see satan will try to make your whole walk all about you But our whole life is all about Jesus. Right? It's all about him. It's so cool. But our mind is the battleground. And the biggest battle with all these thoughts and words that are trying to shape you, the biggest battle is all of these words which carry thoughts are trying to shape you to believe that the word of God just doesn't work. It might work for other people, but it just never works for me Boy get that out of your vocabulary because that's just not true because See god's word always works It's forever settled so get excited about that you read it in the word. It's yours That is god speaking to you So we said this last week that decision-making Is what your soulish realm is designed to do You are given a mind a will and emotions To make right decisions and then walk them out. We talked a lot about that last week You make decisions or choices on the basis as your mind And your and your emotions they interact And then whatever's dominant your will will carry that out Your ability to think, in other words, interacts with your feelings, and what happens? It produces a desire. And that desire will produce a decision. So we got to know how this works. Satan knows how this works. And we are not to be ignorant of his devices. When you know how this works, when you know that Satan is going to try to, he's going to try to stimulate your mind so that you are looking at your life through what all is going on in your life on the outside, and then your emotions will tell you how you feel about that. And if you're not full of the word, this is why it says the carnal mind produces nothing but death. But when you mind the things of the spirit, what happens now is you take all that contrary stuff that the enemy's thrown at you, and you cast it down, and you live by what you believe from God on the inside, and you're no longer living by what you see on the outside. You're living by what you really see on the inside. Right? And so what happens is now your mind... Comes to some conclusions your your feelings or your emotions tell you how you feel about it And then when they mix it produces a desire And all of a sudden that desire will cause you to make a decision and you go in that direction So if you think right thoughts You ultimately will always have right desires from God and you'll always make the right decision This is just the way it works God's word is so awesome See whatever is the dominant influence over your thoughts and feelings That is what's controlling your decision-making process So in other words, God is saying to us Don't be conformed to this world But be transformed by the renovation of your mind God is saying I want you to train your soul To be subject to your spirit. And this is how you live a Holy Spirit-led life. This is why you'll hear me say this over and over and over. Being led by the Spirit is not a set of principles that you learn. It is a sensitivity that you maintain. This is so important. I train my soul. Right? I train my soul. This is, this is the thoughts we're going to take. I train it. What do I mean? I, the spirit man, am training my soul to be subject to me, not to be subject to what's going on in my flesh. And this now is, it enables me to live a Holy Spirit-led life. Very simple. Very simple. So let's keep going with this. So proper soulish operation. You constantly are... So the person who's walking by the faith of God, the person who has their eyes on the Lord, who's meditating in the Word, right? This is what their soulish operation will look like. You constantly receive input from your spirit as well as from your body that you are evaluating. Then... You make decisions based on how you believe, which is consistent with what God's Word says. So see, I'm literally, my spirit man is running the show. Right? So I'm receiving input. I'm receiving input from my body, but really I'm receiving input from my spirit. My mind is all the time. But because my mind is renewed it it's receiving this in line with what god's word says then i'm making decisions that i believe are consistent with the will of god or with the word of god i just said the same thing as you meditate on these decisions I'm going to do the word. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm moved by what I believe as I meditate on these decisions I will get emotionally stirred about them And then the momentum will build Until you are all of a sudden now moving in that direction See, this is what it means. It is in him that I live and that I move and that I have my being It's in him We are children of God We are not to dictate our life by anything that we see outside If anything because the word is in abundance in my life because the word is first place in my life I run everything through what the word says and all of my decisions I meditate on them What do you mean? Well, i've made a decision See, I got this diagnosis. My body has told me that, man, there's something going on in my body. And immediately, if it's sickness, if it's disease or anything, because the word is in abundance, I instantly know, wait a minute, that's not God's will for my life. So, because why? See, I'm getting that input from my body. Could be pain, right? it could be whatever and and that's hitting me but what's coming out of my spirit is this massive constant washing of the water of the word and it's it's pulled out all this old processes stuff that that man it's not possible for somebody to ever recover from this sickness no that's been replaced by the word that with god all things are possible that that not It doesn't matter in a hopeless situation. I have hope. So now, what happens is now my spirit is running the show. The Word of God is running the show. So what do I do? See, Scripture's coming out of my heart, and it's washing over my mind. It's telling me, listen, no, Jesus bore that sickness. It's written in Matthew chapter 8. So I don't have to. Jesus galatians 3 he redeemed me from the curse of the law, which includes all sickness and disease See this is coming and i'm meditating in this So i'm meditating. This is what i'm talking about And then what happens as I meditate in this pretty soon I get real excited about it. I get emotionally stirred wow I'm healed and I and, and i'm i'm seeing on the inside of me On the inside of my spirit, I see this so clearly that God's word is true. But now I'm seeing it so clearly in my mind. My whole imagination is filled with me walking free from pain, walking free from sickness and disease. I see it. So I get stirred and then the momentum is building and it moves me in that direction, that is the walk of faith. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, improper, or, or I should say, instead of improper, let's, let's use the right word, uncontrolled soulish operation. A person thinks and acts out of the natural arena because it's more dominant. If you're uncontrolled, it means whatever's happening on the outside is affecting you. Why? Because it's more dominant. I'm being moved by my circumstances, in other words. I've been given a diagnosis and I'm laying on my bed or I'm sitting in my living room going, what am I going to do? Or with finances, or I hear things on on the news that things are going in a different direction. Pretty soon I'm afraid to leave my house because, oh my gosh, what, you know, all this stuff... I mean, it just, the whole world's designed for this. So a person is thinking and acting out of the natural arena only because it's more dominant. This person is reacting. It causes you to react. An uncontrolled, soulish operation causes you to react by everything you see, To react to everything you feel, everything you hear, everything you smell, everything you taste, until all of a sudden, here's Jesus, but you're down here like, what am I going to do? This person simply is just not controlling their thoughts. And I'm here to tell you tonight, you have been empowered by the Holy Spirit Empowered by God to control your thought life This doesn't ever have to be you if this is you right now. You can literally change that instantly The kingdom of darkness works hard to influence your decisions Through your body through your senses your natural carnal reasonings your circumstances and people Does that make sense? Let me say that again. The kingdom of darkness works very hard to influence your decisions through your body, through your senses, through your natural carnal reasoning process, through your circumstances, and he will use people. But God works to influence your thoughts by your spirit, by his word and the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit will take the word of God and he will influence your spirit so that now it influences your soulish realm. That's the way we have to live. And see, our soul is in the middle of this. It's the part of you where your spirit and your body can express themselves It's in the soulish realm My spirit Expresses itself Right now my spirit Is expressing itself Right In the soulish realm Also my body Can express itself in the soulish realm Have you ever noticed A circumstance People, something you see Something you hear All of a sudden you kind of like Ooh the spirit of fear loves this. If, Mr. if the spirit of fear comes in your life, the first thing that does, it kind of riles you up. It's like, ooh. But when you get mature in the Lord, you're like, then the enemy will throw a thought, see, you're in fear. But just because you get riled up doesn't mean you're in fear. No, 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 you gotta take that. But what do you do? When you're full of the word and that, that spirit of fear comes there, you get a little riled up, and you're like, wait a minute. No. It is written. My spirit is going, I'm going to express all that I have in here about this. My renewed mind's going, yeah, let's do it. And then all of a sudden, instead of going, ugh, I'm saying, no. Emotions, you calm down. I don't have a spirit of fear. And I'm telling you, there will always be a scripture. Satan, I bind you. You take your hands off of this, I'm the one with authority in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, circumstance you have to change. See, this comes as a result. So your soul is in the middle, it's the part of you where your spirit and body express themselves. If Satan controls your soul, then he will determine your destiny. And he, his destiny for you is ultimately death, but death in a way that it proves to the world that Jesus is not real. And I got to tell you, what a bummer it is to be him. Because he, we're going to all let him down big time. Right? Because I don't have to make it happen. All I have to do is be willing and obedient. Boy, does do we need to hear this He'll use people to provoke anger He'll use people to stir up emotions He'll use people or circumstances To generate negative thoughts Because he wants to He wants to control your destiny that, That's just what he's always wanted So I want to go through Boy, if we have the time here I want to go through some scriptures. Go to Romans chapter 7. We're going to start in verse 22 because this really, this is so misunderstood in the body of Christ, but we've we've got to really look at these scriptures. In Romans chapter 7, verse 22, that's where we're going to start. But in Romans chapter 1 through chapter 7, Paul is describing The bondage of the sin nature that is resident in our flesh. When we got born again, listen, my spirit is not in bondage. I'm free, but I still have this nature in my flesh. In Romans chapter 1 through chapter 7, Paul is describing the bondage of this sin nature in our flesh. The sin nature in our flesh is our main enemy. Satan and the world system are two other enemies of ours But your main enemy is that sin nature in your flesh So people get stuck in this romans chapter 7 cycle Because they don't really see the truth that's laid out here. What is the cycle? It's a horrible roller coaster sin repent sin Repent. Sin. Repent. Never able to overcome. Sin. Repent. And what happens if you ride that roller coaster? It wears you out until all of a sudden you get off the roller coaster. And all of a sudden you're not in the Word all the time. Pretty soon you're not really around all of your strong Christian friends. Pretty soon, you stop going to church on this night. Stop going to this Bible study. Eventually, eh, I go, oh, I'm only going on Sundays. And then eventually, well, you know, but you know, not this Sunday because I'm kind of tired. And and, oh, you know, we got to go do this. And, And pretty soon, you're not in the Word, you're not in fellowship, and you're not planted in the church. And you give up. That happens to so many people. It's because they don't understand this. In this this passage of Scripture from verse 22 of chapter 7 through verse 6 of chapter 8, the Word of God defines the law of the mind. It calls it the law of the mind. What is the law of the mind? It is the Word of God sown in your spirit, man, brings forth your behavior. That's the law of the mind. When you sow the word in your heart, it brings forth your behavior. So let's look at this. Verse 22. You guys doing okay? I feel very intense. I hope, I'm, I hope this is helping you. Is it good? I mean, I think it's good. I'm enjoying it tremendously. So, verse 22. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. So in other words... My spirit man delights in the word of God But I see another law in my members That's talking about our flesh So my spirit is delighting after the law of God But my flesh is delighting after something else I see another law in my flesh And that wars against the law of my mind Notice, the sin nature in my flesh does not war against my spirit. It can't. That's exactly right. It wars against the law of my mind, which says if I'll implant the word of God in my heart, my behavior will come out of that. It says, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind, and bringing me, the spirit man that I am, into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members or in my flesh. So do you see that? I've got this law working in my flesh. It's warring against the law of my mind. And it's trying to bring me into captivity. This is why Paul said two times in one verse, when I, my spirit can't sin. But when I sin, what am I doing? My unrenewed mind is siding with my flesh and taking me captive. That's that's what the enemy's always trying to do. So then it says this, verse 24, O wretched man that I am. This means O afflicted, enduring trials and troubles, man that I am. Who shall deliver me from this body of death? You can tell this is Paul. He's talking about himself. He's saying, man, you know, I had this Damascus Road experience. And man, I came out of that thing born again, spirit-filled. And I want to serve God. I love him with all of my heart but man, the thing that I wanted to do, I don't do, I mess up, and I go back, I sin, and then I repent, and you know, all this stuff. I mean, you can imagine Paul. He was a little intense. I wonder if he had a problem with the love walk. We see it, right? So, so he's like, man, but he understood. It's not his spirit. His spirit was being taken captive. He's saying, oh, afflicted, troubled man that I am who not what who is going to deliver me from this flesh nature this law of sin that's in my flesh who's going to deliver me from that do you know that there are multitudes of believers that read Romans chapter 7 and it makes them feel so good they're like yeah this is just the way we're supposed to live You know, sin, repent, I just can't. The thing, you know, pastor, the thing I want to do, I just can't do. But that's not what this is saying. Paul asks the question, who is going to deliver me from this death? And then in verse 25, he answers the question, I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. In other words, God... Has past tense delivered me from this body of death through Jesus Christ, my Lord. So you and I are delivered from this body of death. Oh, do we have it? Yeah, but we know ex- we've been delivered from it. Romans chapter 6: Reckon yourself dead to sin. How do I do that? Why by realizing and walking in a revelation that I was crucified with him I was buried with him in baptism. I was identified with his crucifixion and resurrection I was raised to newness of life and Sin will have no dominion over me anymore That's who I am right now today that's the reality in my life. This is why I'm saying, you're the gatekeeper. You don't ever have to open that gate. You could change your whole life. So then, he says because of that now, so then with, uh, with the mind, I myself, he's talking about his spirit, with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. I myself serve. This word serve is amazing. It means I myself yield my thoughts to the whole counsel of God. In other words, my spirit now who's under the control and and in relationship with the Holy Spirit is calling the shots in my mind. Do you see that? This is so important. Then you go to Romans chapter 8, and Paul now is going to, he's going to tell us how to escape the flesh and walk in the Spirit. Right in verse 1 of Romans 8, and because the translators messed up this translation, we get really confused. In Romans chapter 8, verse 1, It says, there is therefore now, now that Jesus has come out of the grave, no condemnation. This means there's no penalty. There's no verdict. There's no damnatory sentence upon us. This word condemnation means the passing of a sentence and judgment against someone. See, because the Holy Spirit... Dwells in me I am unaccusable So are you Oh Satan will try to accuse you but he can't You're unaccusable Even in Romans it says "Who Who can bring anything Against the elect of God It's God who justified Satan comes to you and says shame on you I'm like no No my shame was put on Jesus Go talk to him He's my advocate It says here, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Now, Romans defines being in Christ as simply this, the Holy Spirit lives in you. So there's no condemnation. Nothing can pass a judgment, a verdict. There is no damnatory sentence anymore against me because I'm in Christ. See, Paul got, boy, they really got mad at him. They're like, listen, don't listen to this guy because he has just given everybody a license to sin. No, you could have Jesus, but you have to follow the law too. But here is the principle, to walk free from sin, you have to know that you have been freed from sin. That's how you walk free. If you don't know you've been freed, you can't walk free. And that's why you get on the roller coaster. I sin, and then I repent. I feel so bad, but then I do it again. And then I, then I repent, and then I do it again. It just is nonstop. But it doesn't have to ever be that way. It says here, there's therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. And then it says this. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit? And immediately, when you read that, you're like, "Oh, time out!" Every time I walk after the flesh, that I must not be in Christ. That makes no sense there. But the reason why it makes no sense with Paul's thought is because who walk after the flesh? Not after the flesh, but after the spirit. That is not in all of the all of the manuscripts that are worth anything. That phrase is not in there. It is in verse 4. The translator, because of where they were at the time, I'm a lowly worm, right? That mental attitude, he stuck it from verse... Because, see, in the Greek language, there's no pr- punctuation. But it shouldn't be in this verse. See, verse, this verse speaks of in Christ see the word in Christ that is positional truth the word who walk not after the flesh walk not that is position, that is temporal truth that's our behavior if you don't understand that you can't even understand the book of romans So this this verse is telling us that the law of sin and death could never be broken by our behavior. You could never be good enough to break the law of sin and death. As you read the word of God, if you ever see statements like, in Christ, in whom, in him, this is positional truth. This is who you are. Temporal truth is walk or dwell. See, right now, my temporal truth is I'm standing here with you. My positional truth is I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places. Right? Verse 2, real quick, just hang with me for a couple more minutes. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus... What, I mean, that's salvation. That means now the Holy Spirit dwells in me, has made me free from the law of sin and death. In other words, the law that brought me into salvation has, has also made me free from the law of sin and death. Isn't that good news? For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh... God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, in the literal Greek it would read this, and as a substitute for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. In other words, God the Father condemned my sin nature and all of the sins that it produced Condemned them in the flesh of Jesus on that cross 2,000 years ago This word condemned means he pronounced judgment And sentence once and for all In the flesh In other words the reason why there's no condemnation on you and I is because our Condemnation is on our sin that's gone Once we receive salvation there's no more condemnation Even when we allow the sin nature to dominate us, there's still no condemnation. And you think, now wait a minute, does that mean you're giving me a license to sin? No, that whole statement's ridiculous because nobody needs a license to sin. People just do it anyway. Actually, what that does is it empowers you to walk holy. Verse 4, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. Notice it doesn't say His will, why, why might be fulfilled? Because it? it's up to you and I to decide. God can't violate our will. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Now, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit, that's in every major manuscript in the Greek language. And it fits perfect. Perfect. The righteousness of the law is fulfilled in me as I make a decision not to walk after the flesh, but after the spirit. In other words, you and I can now make a decision to walk after the spirit and never walk after the flesh. Hallelujah. You choose to allow your mind to side with your spirit, and this is how righteousness is fulfilled in you does that make sense you choose to allow your mind to side with your spirit and this is how the righteousness of the law is fulfilled in you verse 5 for they that are after the flesh do mind this means they pay attention They pay attention to the things of the flesh. But they that are after the Spirit, now this is talking about your human spirit. It's talking about living out of your spirit the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So i said all this to say this, if your works are motivated by your flesh They will produce death In another passage of scripture that would be defined as wood hay and stubble when you stand before the lord That's all going to go up in smoke, right? If your works are motivated by your spirit They will produce life and peace in other words. They will produce gold and precious stones I'm telling you guys you have the power that has been given to you as a child of God You have the mighty Holy Spirit on the inside of you. You have been made new All of your sin nature is gone There's just a residue of a sin nature in your flesh But you your flesh is never to dominate you that sin nature can never dominate you unless you choose it unless you choose to open that gate And take that thought. So I want to encourage you. Be strong in the Lord. This is why. This is, let's not play church. I meditate in the word day and night so that I might observe myself doing the word of God. And then I'll go out and make my way prosperous. See, God already has, he's already prepared the way. The Holy Spirit will even lead me in the way. But now, but see, even though God made the way and the Holy Spirit knows exactly for where I, where I need to go, I still have to choose it. But in order to choose it, I've got to see it. And in order to see it, I've got to meditate in His Word so that I can see it. So get ready. Boy, this message, you should, you should listen to these last four messages and literally take notes on them And teach them to everybody Because the battlefield in everybody It's it's all in the mind right now Anybody can walk free from anything in Christ This is the road to healing It's the road to divine health It's the road to abundance It's the road to living in the Zoe life of God It's the road of living Days of heaven on the earth Amen Amen